So there's still hope. I don't want hope. Hope is killing me. My dream is to become hopeless. <laughs> when you're hopeless, you don't care. Mm-hmm. And when you don't care, that indifference makes you attractive. attractive, attractive. You take it for granted. Not afraid to cut it loose. I found someone better. Better than you. And you try too hard for everything. But ooh, time I take my shit at This is DJ Blake, and my next two guests may be the next music power couple of our generation. She sings and he produces. It's my pleasure to introduce Lorelai and Moses. Welcome back, everyone. This is DJ Blake, keeping you up to date with all the hottest hip-hop news and sneaker talk. And today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Lorelai. Yeah, that's it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are other ways people pronounce your name? Because I, I'm, you said I got it right mm-hmm. on the first time, so that's lucky. I get Lorelli a lot. <laughs> Lorelli is, is the most common. That sounds like a chocolate. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because Lorelai is like an actual human being name. <laughs> Lorelli is, I don't know what. Weird, weird. Yeah. And you're here today with your producer, right? Yes, producer, engineer, boyfriend. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. He's growing his hair Ray out Walker. just like me. Yeah. How do you pronounce your name? Moses Ray Walker. Simple. Cool. It's my full name. Just it's cool. It's nice. So. I'm so lucky. Yeah. So you guys both go by your real... So your stage names are your names. No, I didn't get so lucky. My name is actually Lauren. Lauren? Wait, how'd you get Lorelai then? What? <laughs> so my middle name is Elizabeth, so I just took the first few letters of each of them. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah it just so happens that it's an actual name, too. Yeah, I got weird, one. weird. I'm guessing that's only like a girl name, though. Yeah, for sure. Because my name is a boy and girl name. I've been finding a lot of names that are actually boy and girl names. Like, I didn't know... Devin was a girl name. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't know Blair was a girl name. Mm-hmm. Jamie is another weird one. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah. I think of Jamie Foxx when I think of Jamie. I don't even think of it as oh, a... Yeah. But yeah, Jamie weird. Fox, <laughs> sure. But here we are, and I'm it's I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you know, you. it's all about making connections. Like, my thing is, if someone isn't an artist themselves, they most likely know an artist. You Definitely, know? especially in Seattle. Absolutely. Yes, so I'm lucky enough you are... My number two girl now awesome. for my podcast, so it's really exciting. <laughs> I think it's really important. I was telling you also to get like a feminine perspective of Seattle, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's actually a probably a pretty split ratio when you actually are looking for 
genders. Like, for sure. A lot of the guys have been reaching out to me, but I think girls are just as well at music, you know, and just yeah. as driven. So thanks again for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So how long have you been making music now? Um, I've been writing and singing since I was like three or four. Oh, um, wow. But I started producing about two years ago and then put out my first EP on Spotify last November. Wow. Wait, how old are you again? I don't know. 17. I think 17. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's cool. I Thank just. You. Yeah, this artist that we had like a week or two ago, he's only 16, so... Who is it? His name is King Swiper. Nice. <laughs> he's, an, he's an interesting fellow. That that's interview cool. should be out soon, but... Yeah, that's... So are you from Seattle originally? I am, yeah. I grew up in Woodenville until like fifth grade, but I don't really count that. Right. <laughs> so, so now are you in Seattle? Yeah, now? I'm here. Cool. I'm on Cab Hill. So Cab Hill. I claim Seattle. Okay, tell people who are not from Seattle what Cap Hill is like. Cap Hill is... Definitely it's the coolest active. place to be. It's super active. Um, yeah, there's always something to do. Um, yes. We go out a lot at night, and it's never like figuring out what we're going to do. We just go and find Right. Everything. And it's such a welcoming place, too. They got everyone up there, the LGBTQ community. Yeah. They, yes, have the, they have Numos up there. Yeah, tons of restaurants. They got good sneaker stores like Bait. Mm-hmm. Dude, Bait, that's like a... <laughs> that's insane. the best... Uh, left field fashion place in seattle Tokyo right. also yeah it's yeah. i love seattle i'm not gonna lie and i think we frequent lost lake lost lake what's that oh, it's the best 24 diner. Hour diner what 24 hour mm-hmm. is it better than like best ihop or dicks oh, <laughs> way better than both yeah. wow yeah i, need I, lo- to check I love dicks but lost lake come pause on but yeah <laughs> i i love food so anywhere <laughs> that sounds good yeah. So, how did you and your boyfriend slash producer get together? Um, we actually met through the same person we met. Oh, wow. Um, I went to school with um, this girl, and she, we went to separate um, high schools, and she introduced me to Moses. Wow. Yeah, we actually didn't Sorry. even start working on music together until a couple months into our relationship. Oh, wow. Did you guys both know you guys were making music, though? Yeah. Not really, honestly. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I in the beginning, like, it wasn't... It wasn't like, oh, we met because we both do music and, you know, whatever. It was just, we met and it just so happened that we were both doing music and at the time, neither of us were doing, like, anything. Right. We're still small, but we're, like, doing the best that we can and um, making moves, (laughs) quote unquote. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so kind of a cool story. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to put out anything. Right. So does, does he charge you? For no. producing, <laughs> I should though. <laughs> that's cool. So you guys, how long have you guys been together now? Um, a year and a half. Wow. So that's yeah. a long time to be able to understand each other's musical yeah. talents. Yeah, and for sure. Um, we met uh, a year before that though, and right. we were just like mm-hmm. friends and whatnot. Um, and yeah, it just so happened that when we started to get together and stuff was when we were more. Right getting into music and stuff. So what do you guys agree on musically and disagree on musically? Um, a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> That's have, a funny one. We have, um, I think our, our taste in music goes together really well because we both definitely like different things, um, but we can very easily introduce something to the other person and know that they're going to like it. Yeah, I mean, more recently I'm kind of dismissive of most music in general, but... 
uh, I love to, to hear what she wants uh, right. to hear because she has a great music taste. So, yeah. What type of genres are you guys both in? Um, I have a hard time figuring that out, but I think for right now I'm going with trap pop. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I listen to a broad category of rock um, from like Zeppelin to Seattle stuff like Alice in Chains. Yeah, that's sick. Um, and I would even consider Bob Marley to be rock, yeah. so, yeah. Are you guys both from Seattle then? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely from Seattle. I'm from <laughs> uh, South Seattle, hey. beach area. Wow, big. yeah. So, what does Seattle mean to each of you guys? Um, I, I feel really lucky to have been growing up in Seattle because it's definitely very easy it was really easy to get started on what I wanted to do um I feel fortunate to be in a place that can kind of foster my creativity and and has a lot of outlets for that right yeah for sure um and it's weird because when you grow up in a place like Seattle you think like oh the big cities New York LA blah 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 but in reality Seattle is a big city itself right um even though it is much smaller than those places but I think that's the beauty in it is there is plenty of opportunity, but we kind of have to make it ourselves. Yeah. It's not already there, so it just pushes, I think, a lot of Seattle artists, including ourselves, even harder because we have to make those opportunities and stuff like that. Right. So I love Seattle. Great place. It's gonna. I think it's has potential to become more like New York, Atlanta, LA. Exactly. Just everyone needs to come together, you know? So. Yeah. When you guys go out and about, are you guys individually making connections, or do you are you guys together when you're able to form connections? Um, I think there's a lot of both. Make sure both, but really, I've been on the low key. She's been doing all her thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, she's been doing a lot. So. So how easy or hard is it for you to make connections, with Lorelai, mm-hmm. and you? Um, sometimes it's pretty hard. I get dismissed by a lot of people, um, probably partially due to the fact that I'm a woman um True. also i get a lot of people asking me how old i am and Damn a good it, amount of people that. are no no like <laughs> a good amount of people it's like a good reaction um but i'm always a little hesitant to tell other artists that i want to work with how old i am because mm. i find that a lot of times it's like a turnoff what that's yeah. ageist <laughs> yeah it's it really is it really is so what do you mean by dismissive by other artists um, like, I'll just reach out to people, and then they get kind of flaky, or not hit me back, or mm. I'll, I'll be like, they'll ask how old I am, and seem interested in working with me, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm 17, and they'll be like, oh, that's cool, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Look at Billie <laughs> Eilish, she's huge right <laughs> yeah, now. <exactly. laughs> wow. Yeah, so weird. So what about you, like, is it easy for, um, when you're out and about actually looking for connections, because you said you're being low-key sure. right now. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's a little easier, since I have like things that people want like they want an engineer they want a producer right instead of just like hey i'm a singer let's work together mm-hmm. so you know i'm able to just be like hey i'll do this for you blah blah, blah for free or whatever right um so it's easy but really i'm not i'm not doing that right now so right <laughs> so are you an artist also or are you more just on the producing side um i'm definitely more on the production side and engineering mixing mastering um and I'm not, I don't have, like, real intentions of, like, being a rapper or whatever right. or stuff like that. But I don't know. I have I have some ideas. I'm not really going to speak on it, though. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a cool combo, though. You're yeah. dating and you're both have, bring something to the perfect. table. Wow. So how'd you get started into producing? Um, personally, like, 
I was like big on the internet um, when I was when I was like early teens, 11, 12, preteen era, and that was when like Skrillex and EDM was getting really giant, and I was like, how are they doing this? Literally, how are these sounds coming out? These are not instruments, <laughs> and I was playing saxophone and stuff, so I was like, how is this even, you know, happening? So I started, you know, getting on the internet, whatever. I didn't have the materials to be able to do that and start, but that's my story pretty much. Right. So do you guys have a studio that you guys share or do you go out and just have someone who has a studio or how does that work? Um, he actually last Christmas built me a home studio. What? So have a little <laughs> oh, space yeah. in my basement. Um, <laughs> and it's definitely very helpful cause you don't have to go out and pay for studio time. Wow. I have a couple friends with a studio. Um, but usually when, when or if I do go to a studio, it's due to someone else who's producing my music. So, um, I recently have, I have a song coming out soon with Samurai Dell. Who's Samurai Dell? Samurai Dell, he's a pretty popular, um, producer, DJ in Seattle. Okay. Um, but yeah, so when I do go to studios, it's usually due to people like that. Um, I have a song coming out with him on December 5th, um, but we went to, um, the Ruby Room to record that with, um, Elon Wright, which was super cool. And then just this morning, actually, we were at, um, Lang Studios up in Shoreline. Right. That's cool. That's a crazy ass place. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a big ass cool. mansion. Oh wow! Um, it's a hella huge mansion. There's like a forty foot like reverb chamber like what? in the basement. Like they like yeah. dug. Uh, it it, dug it feels like it goes on forever, but like it, underneath everything. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Seattle history, a lot of Nirvana stuff recorded there. Alice in Chains. Wow. Yeah, yeah, really cool. So, do you guys find it easier to work with a certain genre, or like who do you find yourself? What crowd do you see your guys? You, do you see yourself with most of the time? Um, for me, I usually gravitate towards um, hip hop or trap producers, um, just because that's what I'm used to recording over. Because he usually produces yes, that sir. type of music. Not really anymore, but yeah, right. That that is what I'm more comfortable with. What I started out doing and making, but um, yeah, I'm kind of taking a break from producing and stuff right now. Gotcha. So do you have other producers also then, or is he like your main producer, or how does that work? Um, he's my main producer. I get um, I get reached out to from yeah. a lot of other producers around Seattle, or just through Instagram. Right. Um, but there are definitely a lot of cool producers in Seattle that I have, that I have or would love to work with. Shout right. out Joe. Yeah, shout, shout out Joe. <laughs> how, do you guys, how do you guys promote yourself? I usually use Instagram. I'm trying to move over into the Facebook ad space. Um, and I'm also trying to figure out the whole TikTok thing. Which <laughs> I was a little yeah. reluctant to do, but it's actually a super great platform for artists yeah. um, in this day. Shout out Lil Nas X. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always sure. thought TikTok was lit, so people are, people are, people are late, but I knew it was fire. Right. <laughs> so... How often are you... Because you have, a, like, a home studio now? Yeah. So how often are you working at your home studio? Um, I usually... I don't actually use it unless I have a song to record. Um, most of the time, if I'm just writing, I do it, like, in my bedroom or wherever I am. Um, but when I record, I would say I usually end up recording there about 95% of the time. That's cool, though. 
Do you focus on your lyrics first before hearing a beat, or do you listen to a beat and get inspiration from that? I used to always write lyrics first, just because I didn't know how to produce, and I that was, that was kind of my only option. Um, and I feel like I'm a lot more creative when I do lyrics first, but um, as I have evolved as a musician, it tends to be easier to go beat first, because I always have beats to write to, and then right. I want to turn into songs. Right. So you're still in school right now, right? Yeah, I'm in the Writing Star program, so I will graduate um, 2020. I'll, I'll be there at your graduation. <laughs> do you you have any classes that you do that help you musically at all or is it um i i took one last quarter i took um just a mixing class which was super fun but there's not a whole lot offered at seattle central that helps me meet my graduation requirements so i haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to do that Hmm. so where do you go when you're looking for help if you're stuck musically or beat wise Mm -hmm. or I go to Moses very often. Um, it's also definitely helpful for me to just take a little time away and then come back later. Um, right. One of my other sort of regular producers, his name is Joe, um, Joseph Rosario, and he's produced a couple of the songs that I have out, um, but I also go to him because he has a lot of um, musical theory knowledge, which yeah, is helpful. Joe's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, great producer too and engineer. Right. Yeah. So... Who has more connection to the producers then? <laughs> uh, definitely her. I don't. <laughs> wow. I'm by myself, okay. honestly. I, I'm not like really right now. I'm like just building. I, I work, so right. I'm just saving money, investing into my own setup. Going to be getting a space. Um, so I'm not really reaching out to people and like making connections. You know, I'm trying to have a a platform before I start doing anything. Right. Is that? hard for you to do like not focusing on making connections like um yeah I think about it you know because you go on social media and you see people winning and like you know you're like damn like they're winning like you know it makes me feel good because like I like to see people do good and stuff but I'm also like damn am I not doing enough but then I have to like go back and be like okay I have a plan on what I actually want to do um and what's actually going to benefit me the most you know I love learning I love researching so You know, I take into account everything and just try to stay on the path that I think is best. Right. Do you think you kind of fall into that stigma, though, in Seattle of not connecting? Or is it, are you willing to connect with people you're just not reaching yeah, out? Yeah, I'm willing to connect with people and I like working with others. Um, I think I'm a very, I'm, what's the word? Reserved? I'm, like a, I'm, not, a, I'm not a reserved person. Like, I'm an outward uh, introvert. Like, I'm a social introvert, mm-hmm. I would right. say. Like, you know, I love making conversation and talking with people and stuff. But a lot of the time, you know, I, I, I like, I don't get recharged by being with people. I get oh, recharged yeah. by being at, at the house, you know. But I like making connections and being with people. I mean, I work a retail job eight hours a day. So right. I'm not really, like, uh, great. I love to talk to people all day, 16 hours a day, you know. Eight hours right. is enough. See, that makes that's, makes sense. So that's important to have these interviews who... If people are like, oh, why is he not reaching out to me? Maybe it's because I work at a <laughs> yeah, retail sure. job and I'm talking to people 24-7 anyways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. But when you guys are both reaching out to people, are you reserved with who you work with? or how yeah, Absolutely. Res- definitely. I think <laughs> I've, I've definitely learned to be more reserved. I think at the beginning, it's really easy to have this mentality of like, I have to work with everybody no matter what. Like, it's exposure, exposure. But honestly... What's the most beneficial is honestly deciding what's best for you and what's beneficial to you. Mm. Um, I started charging people for features. Um, 
because you just have to I, I find it really important to know right. your value yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a business opportunity and right. obviously if I'm reaching out to someone I'm not going to be like hey pay me for this I'm going to be like if I really like your music I'm going to be like hey I'll make something for free you know I'm not really sending out beats like that um, anymore or I haven't really ever it's just not my style Right. but um, definitely it's all about just like being cordial with people but yeah, I take the the music thing very seriously. So if I don't like someone as an artist, I am not hitting you up. You know, <laughs> that's just it is what it is. Right. And it's like not yeah. anything against the person. They could be hella cool, in and my friend. But if I don't like music, it is what it is. Right. What's the first step in charging people though? Because some people have mm. a problem figuring out how to do that because they don't want to be rude. Right. Other people get it's it's a weird line between that because some people mm. are. It's too, definitely hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that especially being a woman, it's it's really hard sometimes that's, that's facts. to charge people, especially in Seattle. Hmm. I feel like there's there's a lack of female artist community here. Like right. guys tend to hype each other up and work together and all that hustle, you know. Um, but women are kind of pitted against each other as if you know the same in any community. But definitely when it comes to charging people, this is why um, I've been looking around for a manager because it's really hard. To, for people to come to me, people come to me all the time. Guys hit me up, they slide in my DMs. They're like, hey, hey can you feature? Like, give me a feature. Like, I like your voice, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, yeah, that's great. Like, sounds good to me. Just so you know, I charge. And I've gotten like the most ridiculous responses. Someone sends you like the skull shit. emoji and it's like, lol, like, nah. You charge? Like, Wow. It's like, you know, yeah, it's because I'm actually it. good and you suck. Yeah, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not hating on nobody, no names. Um, but that but makes I just sense. want to speak on kind of what she said, um, especially I think some of the the actual dopest artists in Seattle are all women. Like, mm-hmm. And there are like a few dope men who I think are doing some cool stuff, but for the most part, the women in Seattle are fucking fire. Um, right. And yeah, I just wanted to say that as a man and like that that perspective. Do you guys know Paris Alexa? Exactly. I'm trying to reach out. I'm trying to get an exactly. interview with her. Damn. Yeah, she's, oh, she's super cool. How do you like describe like the connection base with like women? There, like, how is that working mm-hmm. in Seattle? It's harder, but when you find, I feel like people who are really motivated in music, women specifically, are definitely more inclined to um, facilitate that community. Yes, so. I have a lot of, I feel like the connections that I do have with female artists are much more meaningful to me than the many more connections I have with male artists. Mm -hmm. Weird. Wow. Yeah, that's very true. Um, We've been in the room with a few women, and yeah, they are few and far between, but every time the connection is much more genuine, they're much more down to earth, a lot of the guys like have this type of, oh, I'm this, I'm that, (laughs) when you have 2,000 followers on Instagram, like that doesn't mean anything, you know? We... (laughs) We're like what does that mean? You only have two thousand. Everyone yeah. has two thousand followers. Like you don't, you're not doing anything. Maybe you have thirty thousand views on a video with a page that has five hundred thousand subscribers. Right. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. Let's be real here. And that's not a diss against anyone, but it's just like, for the most part, we've been in the rooms with women who are hella cool, hella down to earth, and can be the opposite from right. The instant gratification of followers really doesn't mean anything, it honestly. Yeah. Not it's, at all. It's a plague. Ex- it especially when you have 2,000 followers and you get 100 likes. Like, yeah. It's like, come on now, you got, you, or even more, you have yeah. 10,000 followers and you're getting 300 likes. What does that mean? It doesn't yeah. mean anything. You have no, you right. have no engagement. Your Spotify profile, you only have, you only have a, uh, 400 monthly listeners. Yeah. What does that mean? Come on now. 
But how does that work, though? If Seattle is such a, like, hypocritical place in type oh, of way. Sure. That's facts. But how can it be so such a welcoming environment from, like, a bird's eye, but not you actually dive mm. into it yeah, yeah for sure I think there's definitely you know I think it goes back to the whole political bubble that we think we're in it's like Seattle mm-hmm. tends to think that we're this like creative like fostering creativity kind of community and then when you really get in there it's like everyone's just fighting because we all want to be like no I'm creative no I'm fostering yeah. these connections no I'm being That's the facts. one pushing music hmm. in Seattle mm-hmm. you know I'm really doing something I'm really doing something <laughs> yeah. right like, okay what Okay, what do you mean? Nobody knows you. It's it's not a, it's not a diss on anyone. It's just yeah. like it's just like what are you actually doing? Why are you talking to me like this? Right. Because you're not doing anything. It's, that's it's so ridiculous. That's so weird. Because even like the legends that have come out of Seattle aren't mm-hmm. really truly helping the youth in that's a way. Right. For sure. Shout out Macklemore. He does have he has, he, he has the residency, but yeah. even that's not getting like spotlighted. And that's been going around for like five years now. Yeah, five yeah. years. Um, yeah, and I mean, yeah, Sean Macmore, I guess. <laughs> I'm not trying to diss him right out uh, But in reality, I feel like it's just hard in Seattle. There's not a lot of spaces. Right. Uh, Seattle is very much a 21 and up type of town. Yeah. All the places are 21 and up um, to go to shows and whatnot. And when rap shows do occur, um, shout out Lebo. We were just in the studio with him uh, like a couple weeks ago. And he posted on his story... Um, I think it was the crocodile. They're like, oh, we're not doing any rap shows because of something that happened. It's like hard because people are very resistant to right. the activity that goes down. What do you think needs to happen to go around changing the Seattle connection thing? I think that's a hard question to ask because it's it's definitely related to the types of people who want to create music, mm-hmm. which is... You know, there's an emphasis on doing it because it's the cool thing to do instead of doing it because you're passionate about that's it. Facts. And I think that's especially a big trend in Seattle because we're such like a music city. Right. Do yeah. you guys see a change coming though? Because I'm talking with artists and they see some mm-hmm. change. Some people don't see a change at all. I think so. I think right now because it's definitely more highlighted that Seattle is kind of a tough community to be in. Um, just because people are noticing that more, I think yeah. the connections that are happening now are definitely more meaningful. Um, you know, when I talk to people about what I see going on and they agree with me, like that's one more spot where we can be like, yes, this is like mm-hmm. where we have a good community nice. here, the two of us. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, speaking on that, I feel like down the line in 10, 15 years, once people are more established and uh, a different genre of music is like where it's at because obviously that's going to happen um that we're going to start getting more emphasis on like places for young people to be um to meet each other and also social media will be much more streamlined and not like there won't be a whole bunch of fake followers and stuff so you know who's real you know who's doing stuff right um but yeah i do think some of the some of this stuff is changing, like Friendly Fire. Um, I think the I don't remember the dude's name who runs that, but he has he does all like a bunch of music videos for people, and right. I feel like just having um, artists who are putting stuff on their platform helps everyone out, like videographers and engineers and producers and stuff like that. So right. I do think it's changing, but it'll be kind of slow. What do you guys each think the Seattle sound is right now? Oh, I think that's hard. <laughs> ah, that's so hard. Um, 
definitely a lot of people trying to do like the West Coast thing, mm-hmm. um, or like the auto tune. You know, anywhere cop, I can hop on auto tune and make a fire track. So <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not nothing special. So, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely people trying to be other people. Right, um, right. <laughs> that's the sound. Let's be real. Um, real. For a lot of people, which kind of sucks, but I do think there are some really dope artists. Um, it, but it's all over the place. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think in in the group of people that I generally work with or know, um, definitely hip hop based. I think mm. a lot of Seattle is hip hop based. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool bands around Seattle too. Like, there's tons of indie bands um smaller rock bands right um, i know i don't i think that's never gonna that's definitely that's definitely the biggest music community and for like the youth we're not really tapped into that yeah because like i said before a lot of those clubs are over 21 it's the ages thing and yeah for it's sure. it's very much an ages thing and it's also like a generational thing like we like trap music and mm-hmm. you know loud music and shit like that and i'm not saying they don't either but they're when they were growing up, there was like Nirvana and all those bands, which I love. Um, but that's what they grew up with, so right. they're still going to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The older generation, the right. boomers. No, I'm just <laughs> the boomers. <laughs> okay, playing, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys each individually find your voice? Uh, I think, honestly, this might sound a little weird, but my middle school was like super instrumental, I feel, in creating who I am. I went to Seattle Girls School. Oh, cool. Um and I loved it. I think that the emphasis on being an independent, strong woman and voice in the community was definitely um, influential in my personality, especially as it shows in my music. You know, like a lot of my songs are about like being that bitch and like doing what I want to do and saying what I want to say and not oh, yeah. being ashamed. You know, like I have a I have a diss song coming out in a couple weeks. Like. You know, um, <laughs> so definitely being in a space like that that helps. Yeah, that song's fire. It's not like a diss song. Right. It's a fire it's song. It's fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, but being in a space like that that really pushed me to say what I want and stand up for myself um, was definitely creating who I am as a musician. Right. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't feel like I have my voice as an artist quite yet. Hmm. Um, and I recognize that, you know, I'm still experimenting with stuff. Like I said, um, I really like rock music. I'm really into that right now. And you know, I do kind of go through musical phases. Like, I was listening to EDM for four years. I've been listening to Trap for four years. Like, that's right. kind of what it is. And now I'm kind of in that rock phase. And I want to blend those all together. I just started learning guitar. And, yeah, that takes time. But, you know, I'm, I'm ready for the grind. Because I'm trying to, I'm really trying to do something different with right. what's going on in Seattle. He so, goes through the most hardcore phases like, ever. Like, <laughs> hard. Like, like, it's hard for me to listen to any music right now because I'm so into, like, listening to Zeppelin. And, right. You know, like, since I've been loving you, it's the best Zeppelin song at me. <laughs> at me. So, when you were in that EDM phase, were you able to actually, like, listen to that in your headphones? Like, Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> really? Love, I love EDM. Um, and it's crazy because I, I listen to it now and I don't, like, hate it. But right. it's, like, hard for me to listen to, especially since there's so much, like, watered-down music now. Right. Like, when I, was, when I was listening to it, it was so different. Like, mm-hmm. it was the craziest thing I've ever heard. But now a lot of it does sound the same, and there are experimental yeah. artists. Even in Seattle, who I think are really dope. Shout out Chong the Nomad. She's not super EDM, but she is a DJ, and um, she's a super awesome artist in Seattle. Right. But, yeah, I was listening to it. I w- and it and it really helps me now yeah. as a producer because that's very intense production and I wasn't doing that mm-hmm. necessarily when I was listening but 
it helped me pick up on a lot of things that I implement now. That's sick. Do you guys have you guys been to raves at all? No, we got <laughs> invited to a rave, but yeah. um, he has to work, so we're not gonna go. Yeah, bummer. It was what was it? It was the Elenium Elenium, show, yeah. uh, which oh, that would have been dope. Yeah. They're always in Seattle for some reason, like twenty four seven. Yeah, he's he's awesome. that's that's crazy and. I always wanted to go to raves, but I was like 13, 14, yeah. you know? And it is an age thing, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of it, it's sure. clubs, you yeah. know? So, they're, it's 21 and over, so it wasn't really a scene that I got into. But yeah. I still think it's cool, and I like that music, so. Dude, the Dylan Francis concert over the summer, that was so fun. It was crazy, because they started at, like, 3 and ended at 8. Yeah. So, there was still so much time to do stuff after the concert. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, we went to the last day at Bummer Shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Rez, who's a literal techno DJ, an actual techno DJ. It's, like, really dark. Um, it was a really cool set. We had to leave a little early, but right. we also saw, like, Louis the Child, which was cool. That yeah. was crazy. Her set was insane. I was just sitting on, on like, the bleachers way in the yeah. back. Is, I'm, I'm, like, Rez's a stand-in-the-back concert yeah. kind of me too, person. Me too. And I was just sitting there, like, just staring, like, losing my mind. <laughs> and, like, like, I'm sober and stuff, so, like, there's no drugs involved. And I was like, dude, I'm tripping. This shit's crazy. <laughs> That's cool. For real. So what do you guys want to each use your platforms to do as you continue to grow? Um, social justice is definitely at the core of what Facts. I want to do in life. Um, I want to, you know, make a change. I want to stand up for people. Um, I want to advocate. Yeah. Social yeah. justice. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean... Social justice itself isn't my main focus, really. It's empowering um, the people around me, and hopefully more than that, but really, like, empowering Seattle and the people around me to have the opportunities that I don't have, you know, right. and stuff like that, and building platforms for people, you know, talking about, like, the changing of the culture and stuff. That's what I want to do. I want to make sure that, you know, the people who aren't rich in Seattle aren't being driven right. out. What cities do you maybe get inspiration from that you want Seattle to more look like? Of course, we can talk about the music, but is there any city that you think of that the culture there is actually very inviting? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to too many cities. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about Vancouver. (laughs) Canada. No one can say anything better about Canada. Yeah, Yeah. for real. Um, Shit, nothing's better than Seattle. (laughs) Let's keep it a buck. But um, I feel like culturally like atlanta is super tight-knit music too but like just they have so much opportunity and people with like ten thousand followers are getting put on platform are being you know platformed by uh, artists like migos and stuff and i don't know them i don't even really like their music but it's just that cultural aspect of people who are you know wanting the city to win and it's really shown there's hundreds of artists who are you know getting rich and that's cool and I wish they were doing better with their money, you know, not spending on chains and yeah. you know, stuff that doesn't mean yeah. anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's also one of the things is like wanting to invest money the right way right. and teach people how to be, you know, economically efficient. Like, you know, there's there's people my age who are not doing anything. They're just sitting on their couch. You know, I'm, I'm 18 right. um, and older, too, who are not doing anything. Um, and, you know, nothing against them, but I just feel like if as a society, we were taught that more than people would be going on doing it instead of just, like, dropping out of college because they right. don't know what they want to do. I was lucky to be able to attend a private school through Rainier Scholars, if anyone knows what that is. Um, I went to U Prep and I learned a lot of stuff like that. So, yeah, I just, 
I just want to see people win. Yes. For real. It seems obvious, but it's going to be this generation that changes how things are. For sure. I think up until now, and definitely still a lot of people in this generation, but there's always been this kind of mindset that's like, I didn't get any help getting to where I want to go, so (laughs) everyone else should be able to do this too. Mm. Um, But I think what's more important is that now we're kind of in a place where we can create better opportunities for the next people. Like, I don't want to you know, like, make it big and then be like, oh, everyone else going through what mm. I went through when yeah. I was 17, like, should have to yeah, work their way up, you know? Too, you know? Yeah, like, I want to be able to, because I know how I feel right now. I would love it if someone came down and was like, you know, like, I know how hard this is for you. I'm going to do something <laughs> to help you. I want to be able to go back and <laughs> be like, I see you. what you're doing, yeah. you know? Like, I'm going to help you instead of being like, I figured it out. You better figure it out, too. Right. Yeah, and I do think there is a beauty in that, but I feel like for a lot of people, um, support is needed you know you don't know what family issues are going on like we are both lucky enough where our family situation isn't you know drastic or something that's super uncomfortable which is great um but i feel like for people whose situation is like that you know they need some help there needs to be a bigger support system there needs to be at least and the option for that yeah and there's not in some kind of support system Uh, right so what are some highlights about being a female artist in seattle though uh, I think it's definitely very special. I feel like because there, it's so saturated with like male artists all doing the same thing, it, like just being a woman, being an artist in Seattle kind of gives you an edge. Right. It's true. Um, I like sure I get like shitty responses to saying that, oh, like I'm a 17 year old girl doing whatever <laughs> I'm doing. But I also get these like, wow kind of responses you know I get a lot of opportunities because I'm a little different you know a lot of people want to work with me because I have this kind of sound that they can't find in a bunch of other people because a bunch of other people like me don't really exist right that's very true so is it more common that when there are female artists that they're all unique or do do they ever fall in the same category as male artists where they try to sound (laughs) like little mosey or anything like that oh I think on a large Uh, scale like when you look at famous artists there's definitely groups of both men and women who sound very similar mm-hmm. um i i don't know i think in seattle there's just so many different influences that a person can have especially because there's so many subcultures in seattle that it's right. a lot less likely that you're going to be doing the same exact thing that right, someone else right. is going to be doing it's true it's true um but i mean think about it this way like in the 80s the popular genre of music was like the hair metal scene, you know, Molly Crew and all that poison, all that stuff. Right. And it was huge. Mm-hmm. And then when like immediate that was immediately ended by like Nirvana and stuff coming out. Like literally you can look this up. This is facts. And this is kind of the era that we're in with with uh with rap where it's like partying and, you know, doing all that stuff, drugs, money, blah blah blah. So like there's gonna be an end to it very soon because mm-hmm. it's getting watered down and saturated wow that actually makes so much sense you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, like I've just been doing a lot of research and it just it just that's literally the same era of rock in the 80s right. is the era of rap that we're in right now right. you know with people not having a lot of substance um, and there is great music don't get me wrong I love a lot of it you know even Playboy Cardi who isn't saying anything at all is, is still great right um, in my opinion um, but there are really dope artists don't get me wrong that even makes... in Seattle so yeah, yeah. Wow. That kind of opened my eyes. I think it's important to actually talk to people who are kind of being low-key, though, because just because they're not talking doesn't mean they're not thinking and researching. That's facts. For sure. Every day, I'm at work. <laughs> Nothing to do, just fucking <laughs> thinking, thinking, thinking. That's, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So what is some 
advice that you guys have each for up and coming Seattle artists, creators, influencers? Oh, advice. Advice is to make as much music as possible and don't focus on like getting your clout up immediately. Um, think about how you can improve. Invest your money into music. Don't be buying these clothes. Sure. Don't be don't be trying to get your image right when you have no music for it. It doesn't make any sense. You see people blowing, you know, ten thousand dollars on clothes. Like if you get mugged or something, you're screwed. Like yeah, exactly. Enough. You know, you got. And I like fashion and stuff, so I'm you know I'm not wearing anything hella nice and fancy. Right. But I like to look good. But I'm not spending hella money on it. I'm investing my money, and you should start doing that too. If you're mm-hmm. wondering what to do, invest in your in your music, learn. Talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not better than anyone. I'm not better than anyone. Nobody's better than anyone. We're all trying to do the same thing, and just know that. Right. Yeah. I think it's super essential to first of all know your worth. I have gained so much from just being able to say, "Hey, this is what I deserve. I'm gonna get paid at shows that I do. I'm gonna get paid if you want a feature from me. I'm gonna tell you what I want and tell you what I like and tell you what my music is." Um, and I think the second thing is definitely, it sounds cliche, but treat it like a business. Right. As soon as it stops being like, oh, I'm also a musician, and you embody that, everything changes. Like, you right. go on Instagram, you're like, my Instagram is my music Instagram. You know, you don't need yeah. a separate Instagram mm-hmm. for your music. Like, just yes. treat it like a business. Work on your music. Mm-hmm. Market your music. Learn how to brand yourself. Learn how to embody what you need to in order to be who you want to be mm-hmm. right and and focus on that after your music's good don't compromise yeah, yeah, yeah. don't compromise your music for you know business for because that's just mm-hmm. cloud chasing at that point yeah. but learn how to turn that into exactly a business. Right. learn how to turn your actual good music and craft into something that's going to make you money and going to help you your family and the people around you out sure. that makes sense do you guys think you have the essential resources you need right now, or what are the resources you need to take it to the next mm-hmm. level? I think everyone could always use more resources. Um, for me right now, I'm definitely just trying to focus on making more music. Um, I tend to get caught up in, like, I have I have a lot of different sounds. I'm putting out a lot of music that sounds pretty different from the other music I've put out. Um, right. So for me right now, it's just being able to do all of those things without trying to get too caught up in the future. Um, so just just being able to work in my little community, you know, like having a space to record, having people to talk to mm. and be around me. Um, definitely always working with new people is right. super helpful. Exactly. I think like knowing what position you're in right now and what level you're at and looking at the resources that you have and what you actually need to progress to the next level. Not four levels above, not five, not two. Mm -hmm. The next level. Like for me personally, that's getting a job, which I have, saving my money, spending it on equipment so I can start bringing in artists to my place and recording them and making music with them. So personally, I do think I have the resources right now where I can progress to the next level. But I don't know what those resources are for the next level after that because I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking about it right now. Right. So, yeah, I think so. I feel like we're, we're all in a place to do shit with the internet. Uh, I mean, look at Lil Mosey. You know, I, I knew about Lil Mosey two years before he blew up. Right. Um, and, you know, he had a song that had like 250,000. Um, but, you know, he just blew up off Elevator. Like, he didn't blow up with no connections, nothing. He got signed after that. Right. Um, and, yes, he did have friends. He did have support. Let's be real here. He did that shit because the music was good. Mm-hmm. 
Good enough. So plan for the future, but live in the present. That's facts. For sure. The near future. Yes. Not, <laughs> but think about five years down the line, but plan for one year. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my advice, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything can change in a year. Like, like, people tend to think about, like, oh, I haven't blown up yet. Like, what's going to happen next week? I need to be popular next week. My next song <laughs> needs to blow up. <laughs> but, like, it, like, if I think about where I was a year ago, Facts. I was putting out one EP with, like, pop music that did not sound anything like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I knew nobody. I had no connection. Mm-hmm. So think in terms of years instead of terms of weeks. Even the quality on that shit was... It's way, way worse than what it is right now. Like yeah. we're we're upgraded. Like if you listen to the our last song, Waves, which is only I think eight months after that came out, it's completely different. And right. this next song is completely different than completely Waves. Like different. this shit is like for Comes real. Comes out tomorrow. Yeah, for real. Comes <laughs> out tomorrow. It's it's hella fun. It won't Go be get tomorrow, it. Though. What? It'll be already came out by the time you're hearing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the the song dropped uh, November 25th, Neon Tongue. Yeah. Go stream that. It's it's important to grow, right? Absolutely. Growing is important. So, what are some final words that you guys both have for Seattle? Um, I don't know. Like, go find me on Instagram. Go find (laughs) me on Spotify. (laughs) Lorelai, L-A-U-R-E-L-I. That's my hip, man. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and me personally, Moses Ray Walker, just as it sounds, Moses R A Y W A L K E R and one S one E. <laughs> sounds awesome. M O S E S. Yes. <laughs> this is DJ Blake and Lorelai and Moses Walker. <laughs> Moses Ray Walker. There we go. <laughs> DJ Blake.